The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 22nd College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now the Banditos' Fresh Made Daily Kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. Some measure time in Notre Dame football seasons. In 1966, the era of era had arrived and the Irish won it all. And a five-year-old kid who lived in the shadow of the Golden Dome and three doors down from Newt Rockney's old house didn't quite understand what all the fuss was about. But everyone sure was happy. Joe Theismann came along and he passed and ran the Irish to within an eyelash of the title in 1971. An upset loss to USC to end the season brought tears from the kid. And that night, the 10-year-old swore his undying love for the Fighting Irish. New Year's Eve 1973 in the Battle of New Orleans. Clements to Weber and another championship. And that night, the kid stood on his front porch and to add to the South Bend Street Party, banged on pots and pans with his brother for two straight hours. In 1977, the Irish were divine, and at the age of 16, it was pretty cool to whip Earl Campbell and the Texas Longhorns and to win it all again. The days of Faust started with hope and ended in despair, and as the kid grew into adulthood, the 1985 loss to Miami became a rallying cry. Lou brought change and wins. His Irish turned the corner with John Carney's kick and a comeback win over USC the day the kid got married. Tony Rice, Chris Zorich, the Rocket, and a perfect 1988. Championship champagne flowed the night of the Fiesta Bowl win over West Virginia. 1993 was nearly a dream season, and the emotion the kid shared with a father the night BC cost the Irish another title will never be forgotten. Bob Davey and Ty Willingham came and went, followed by Charlie and the Bush Push and a memorable Christmas Eve bowl win when Jimmy Clausen couldn't miss. Santa Claus and an Irish win. A big night indeed for a young family, and the kids' love of the Irish was being passed on to a new generation. In 2012, a trip of a lifetime to Ireland kicked off a magical run to the championship game, but that season ended with a whimper and emptiness on the field in Miami. The kid quickly escaped the stadium that night as the disappointment needed time to sink in. 2016 and eight losses caused soul-searching, and the kid's love for the Irish was tested, but absolutely was made stronger. Last New Year's Day, the Citrus Bowl was sweet, and sharing book to Boykin from a sideline vantage point with a grown son was priceless. Season 130 has now started with a delicious and significant victory over that school from up north on a night spent with a family that understands and shares the kids' obsession. And 57 years of fighting Irish love and loyalty always brings the kids' lifetime of memories into focus. Banditos, with four Fort Wayne locations, Aboit, Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh, made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, 
Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, Star Bank, and Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I've found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere, and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Star Bank is an Indiana-based community bank known for delivering quality service for the past 75 years. Whether you want to visit one of our convenient locations from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday or bank electronically, Star is a full-service financial institution where you can bank wherever you are. Stop by a branch or visit starfinancial.com to switch to Star today. Member FDIC. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Well, Tim Priester, I've never been so happy that you were, well, you were kind of wrong in your prediction last week. Uh, last Saturday night was a great start to 2018. You actually analyzed the game dead on correctly, but happily you had the points backward. What surprised or impressed you most about the win? Well, I, I you know, Clark Lee in his first game as coordinator, I just I didn't expect the defense to be as sharp as they were, but they were good in, I mean, they were really good in every aspect. That They were aggressive, they... He, they knew what they were doing. They were getting after the quarterback. They didn't hesitate in anything that they did. It was just a really fine performance, and I, I shouldn't be surprised by that because we've all been very impressed with Clark Lee. But you know, when when he's coaching his first game and his against Michigan and Notre Dame's offense is going against Don Brown, 
you expect their defensive coordinator to win the the battle, but that wasn't the case. Notre Dame started out, you know, real quickly offensively. Fortunately, they scored two touchdowns in the first seven or eight minutes, so that gave them a little bit of cushion. But I thought the defense was was really, really good. I expect them to be good, but probably not that good. Well, obviously, taking the early lead dictated the pace of this game, but. Man, you just have to be excited about Clark Lee's defense. And let's talk about that defense. Khalid Kareem, especially. If the Irish were going to have success, he was one of the guys that had to step up. Tim, the Irish held Michigan to just 59 yards rushing. And I think, from what I saw from Kareem and others, they just may have a pass rush. They do. Uh, Khalid Kareem is a natural pass rusher. He had 34 sacks in high school. Uh, he's been champing at the bitch to get on the field. He knew he could play. And, you know, he always kind of looked like a defensive tackle physically, but he's definitely a defensive end. His eight tackles, Notre Dame didn't have a defensive lineman that made eight tackles in a game last year. So not only is he doing it with a pass rush, but he's doing it against the run. And then you go, you know, to the back end on the second play of the game, Alohi Gilman, one of their safeties made a play, um, if not in the backfield, right at the line of scrimmage. And immediately, now you have a safety that's coming up and making plays, which they didn't have last year. So, I mean, really on every level. And when when Kareem is effective and when uh, Dalen Hayes stays in his lane, then Jerry Tillery is effective as a pass rusher. So they've got some weapons there. We know their linebackers are good. Their safeties are better because of Alohi Gelman. And the corners are the corners. Uh, I don't know that they necessarily stood out in this game, but Really, from top to bottom, front to back, pretty darn good defense. Yeah, Khalid Kareem, the guy who's uh, got his opportunity and he made the most of it, so expect more out of him. And as you said, Aloe Gilman just shows great instincts, I think, out on the field. He always manages to be near the football, and uh, he's going to be fun to watch. Notre Dame's safety play has always been a problem for about three, four years now. I think it's in good hands. All right, quarterback assessment time, Tim. And here's my thumbnail analysis. Game ball winner Brandon Wimbush is still an electrifying runner. That hasn't changed. He looked to have improved movement inside the pocket. And I thought he had showed some body language uh, consistent with being a good leader on the field. But his accuracy is still inconsistent. Tim, your thoughts? Well, it's all over the place. And it's very difficult to be consistently accurate against Michigan. I think there were only four opponents last year out of 13 that completed more than 50% of his passes. He was 12 for 22, so he qualifies as better than 50%. It was a good start. I mean, he was 5 for 7 in the first two series when they scored on both of them. He was 10 for 15 at by halftime and just 2 for 7 in the second half. I've got to give Michigan some credit because their corners place great pressure on the opposing receivers, uh, a lot of press coverage, and they make it difficult. But... Like you said, Phil, I mean, he threw a couple passes up for grabs. The first pass of the game was up for grabs, and, and uh, he threw one to to air or to the turf uh, in, in between Boykin and, and Claypool on that first drive. So it's still a work in progress. I, You know, I still contend he, I mean, he only had six interceptions last year. He's going to have more this year just because he's going to have more confidence to try to fit throws into windows. So it's not completely there. I don't think that that's ever – really going to change. It's unrealistic to think he'll ever be a 60% passer, but boy, can he run. And when he <laughs> decides to run, with the exception of the Georgia defense in 2017, 
he can pretty much outrun anybody. Yeah, he can, and he just extends plays, and he adds that factor of that you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but one of the reasons uh, why he his passing looked improved, of course, we're going to talk about the Chris Fink uh, touchdown catch, uh, but also Chase Claypool, I thought, played well, three for 47. Boykin had a nice catch. He had one catch for 28. But Chris Fink, now I'm looking at the guy, and I think he's just – Bringing in a new physicality for a guy who's what five foot nine, he just looks a lot stronger to me. Tim, talk about Fink. Well, they think he is a lot stronger in the second year in the Matt Bayless uh, strength and conditioning program. I think that I think there are a lot of players on the roster that fall into that category. But a guy like Chris Fink really needs it. He is five foot nine. I don't know if they list him that small, but that's that's accurate. He's very elusive. Uh, but Brian Kelly flat out said, I asked about Chris Fink um, after the game, and he said he didn't think that that was a play that he could have made last year. Or didn't caught a break because John Metellus, one of their safeties, had been tossed from the game because of targeting. So Brad Hawkins, their backup, was in, and he really didn't play that play that deep throw well at all. And it really wasn't a great Wimbush throw. It was a great Chris Fink play. And so he probably doesn't make that, that play at any of his uh, previous two years that he's played. Uh, but he's a good player, and he's the kind of guy that I don't know if we mentioned him last week, but he's the kind of guy that can go under the radar when you have big receivers like Boykin and Claypool out there. So he's going to be valuable. He's a tough matchup underneath. Um, you know, when they when when he's in the slot, he'll match up against a linebacker or safety, and he's going to win most of those battles. So he's going to be key along with the other big receivers. Yeah, great effort on what was an ESPN top 10 play of the day by Chris Fink. Running game showed some flashes besides what Brandon Winbush did. Jafar Armstrong got the start, scored twice. I thought Tony Jones showed some spark later in the game. Offensive line was good against that, as we've said, a very good defense. Are the Irish going to be okay until Dexter Williams gets back in a few weeks? Well, let's see. They've got Ball State, they've got Vanderbilt, and Athlete Forest. Uh, I, I don't think that the running back situation is going to hurt Notre Dame until maybe they get to Wake Forest. Wake Forest can be a little bit tricky. Uh, but, you know, Jafar Armstrong really is a pretty special kid. Uh, he had the two rushing touchdowns. The first one was easy, well blocked by Liam Eikenberg and, and Alex Bars. Uh, but at least he shows vision. I, you know, when I talked to Jafar Armstrong, he said he was a one-cut back. I don't know that I agree with that. I think he's got pretty good vision. I think he's got a little bit of wiggle, and he sees where the holes are. His second touchdown was one in which he had a little window of opportunity to, to get to the goal line from four yards out, and he immediately hit it and got there. So I think he has some running back instincts. We had really not seen what he could do in live competition between the tackles. In the, in the practices the media had seen in August, we really didn't see a lot of live stuff with him running with football. So I thought he was a real pleasant surprise. And, yes, Tony Jones showed some physicality and I thought showed a little bit of burst, too. And I think Armstrong, he's a man. I think he's a work in progress. I agree with you totally. I loved him in the spring. And uh, not surprising, well, it was surprising that he got the start in the game and, and came up pretty big. Uh, Tim, you talked about it last week and picked Liam Eichenberg as the, to be the key player in this game. That was your prediction. So does he look like a worthy heir to the throne of Mike McGlinchey? And how about Alex Bars in in Quentin Nelson's old position? I mean, I think Liam Eikenberg is going to be a, a, a good left offensive tackle. I mean, keep in mind that he, he has eligibility through you know 2019 and 2020. 
Uh, he was a key player, all right. He was key for Michigan because he got whipped a lot by Chase Winovich, and and so did Robert Hainsey. I, you know, Winovich is going to beat a lot of people, and those two tackles really struggled at times. But I still like Liam Eikenberg. I think when he played, when he wasn't getting beat, when he was squaring people up, I thought he did a pretty good job. In my mind, there's absolutely no doubt that that is the best game that Alex Bars has played in a Notre Dame uniform. And Sam Mustafer is going to be consistent. He missed one blitz pickup on Devin Bush, which, which was kind of a tough one. It's a tough matchup. But I think from, from center to left guard to left tackle, they're pretty darn good. Uh, Tommy Kramer needs to be a little bit more consistent and get out in front. And Robert Hainsey, he missed basically two weeks of preseason drills and then had to take an IV in the third quarter. So he wasn't completely right. But those tackles will get better. I don't think there's another team on their schedule that will expose them or, or make them look as bad as, as Michigan did. Yeah, what a great game to, to really see where you're at to play against what arguably is one of the best defensive lines in the country. Tim, we need to touch on special teams. Justin Yoon and Tyler Newsome. Good, well, except for Newsom's first punt. But giving up a 100-yard kickoff return, that was really bad. Tim, was that a kickoff problem or was it a coverage problem? It was everything. It was terrible. I mean, it was, it yes, was a bad it was. kick. Which is, yeah, I mean, it was a bad kick, which is why Jonathan Dore came out of the game after that because he had, he had kicked one out of bounds, he had had a late hit, and then he kicks one right down the middle. And by, I don't, it wasn't ever fully explained, but what, from my, what I could see, I thought Chase Claypool, who's an outstanding special teams guy, Claypool and Isaiah Robertson, looked like they left their lane. Uh, the kick returner reacted immediately to that, and at that point, um, Notre Dame had two tackle attempts, one of which was Claypool, who, who, who got back into the play, but they were tough tackles, and it was really mishandled from start to finish by Notre Dame. Yeah, and it came at a, a time when Notre Dame was threatening to put Michigan away, got them back into the game. But I have confidence in Brian pulling, and I think you do too. Tim, one quick hit, and here we go. This is a confidence question. I love these, and I know you like them too. Two most likely wins on Notre Dame's schedule and two most likely losses. Two most likely wins would probably be the next two games. I agree with you on that. Ball State and Vanderbilt. Uh, which is Ball State and, and Vanderbilt. And then the most likely losses uh, going to USC to end the season usually isn't uh, a great adventure for Notre Dame, uh, unless they're really good, and this could be a really good Notre Dame team. And I think uh, after what we saw with Virginia Tech at Florida State, I think going to Virginia Tech, that game will almost undoubtedly be at night. I think those are the two toughest games right now. Yeah, and you and I are on exactly the same page there. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Star Bank. This is the 312th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine the light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom If it shine a little light into my room All I want is some sunshine, sunshine Shining through these windows of mine And I want it to be easy, easy Your 
clear choices, Bushies. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushies Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushies, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushies at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out BushiesFW.com. Bushies, Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushies. Your clear choice is Bushies. Listen to that crowd roar. Art, the Aspen Mortgage Team has just hit the field and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate. And the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well, friendly personal service you can trust. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And Art, they'll go into overtime by working the weekends. And they aren't afraid to go on the road. They make house calls. Phil, I can see why the Aspen Mortgage Team is so popular. Wait, what's the crowd chanting now? It's the Aspen phone number. For all your mortgage needs, 486-LOAN is the number to remember. Or visit them on the web at aspenmortgageco.com. Aspen Mortgage, a proud supporter of Notre Dame football. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by Star Bank. With over 40 Indiana locations, Star is your local full-service bank. NBC's TV rating for the Michigan game last Saturday night was its best for an Irish home game in 12 years. Star Bank is celebrating its 75th anniversary and is here to serve you 7 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Visit a Star branch to switch to Star today. Member FDIC. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered gold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged gold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter. And in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results. And he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479. Or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results. At Star Bank, we offer checking, savings, mortgage, small business, commercial banking, private banking, and wealth management, as well as insurance products to help Hoosiers reach their financial goals. Plus, with online banking and our mobile banking app, you can enjoy the convenience of banking wherever you are. Stop by a Star branch today to switch to Star. Member FDIC. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. 
This is Fighting Irish Preview. The Ball State Cardinals visit the number 8 Irish this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 3.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage, Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanquish Runabouts, and J.C. Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And today we continue our great quarterbacks of the last 60 years series with one of my first in life all-time favorite Irish heroes, Terry Hanratty, a prep All-American quarterback out of Butler, PA. Hanratty was a three-year starter for the Irish from 1966 to 1968. During his sophomore season, he first paired up with fellow sophomore Jim Seymour, and they became known as the Baby Bombers. That combo was such a phenomena that it made the cover of Time magazine. Tim Terry Hanratty improved his statistics each year, but it amazes me that at the age of 18, he led one of the great Notre Dame times of, teams of all time to the 1966 National Championship. I really think that he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks at, at Notre Dame in the last 50-plus years. You're right. He led them to a national title at, uh, at a very young age, um, led them to what, 24 victories in, you know, back in the day when it was a 10-game schedule, 24 victories in three seasons, and really hung on in the NFL for a long time. I don't know that he necessarily fit the mold of, of college quarterback or NFL quarterback, but he was effective and, and served as a, as a backup for many years. And when he had to step in for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was effective. So I think one of the more underrated quarterbacks in Notre Dame history. Yeah, no doubt. Now, you talked about his NFL career, and he was the top draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 69 draft. Uh, but in 1970, the Steelers chose a guy named Terry Bradshaw, and that pretty much uh, sealed Hanratty's uh pro career to be that of a backup and after retiring from the NFL after a pretty good history of carrying a clipboard he had a successful career as a stockbroker Terry Hanratty another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero the Marina at Lake Gage we love boats and it's now time for the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory Tim Ball State comes off a 2-10 and season last year but started 2018 off last week with a 42-6 win over FCS Central Connecticut State. In that game, junior quarterback Riley Neal completed 23-30 passes for 259 yards and two TDs, and junior James Gilbert and sophomore Caleb Huntley spearheaded a rushing attack that was good for 316 yards. Defensively last season, Ball State ranked near the bottom of almost every team's statistical category. And from that side of the ball, they return only six starters and look to have holes all over the place, particularly on the defensive line. Okay, so Ball State wasn't good last year, and the team they beat up on this past week was an FCS team. But I thought they exceeded expectations in their opener because 650 yards of total offense should get anyone's attention. And head coach Mike New, who is now in his third year, may be getting his guys into place. Tim, Notre Dame has to guard against a letdown, and you just know Ball State is going to come in knowing they have nothing to lose. What is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? Well, Ball State was 2-10 and 10 last year, and they're going to be better than that this year. They were absolutely decimated by injuries, starting with Riley Neal, their quarterback, four of their offensive linemen. They're better than they were last year at 2-10. and 10. But that's mainly offensively. And, and I think, you know, the, the key for Notre Dame is stop the running game because James Gilbert 
was a thousand yard rusher two years ago. Caleb Huntley was a thousand yard rusher last year, and Malik Dunner is a guy that they bring in off the bench that can do some things athletically too. So the key, of course, is for Notre Dame to, to stop what they do running the football. Otherwise, Riley Neal is going to be effective. And the other thing is, if you want to beat Ball State, run it. They gave up five yards per carry last year. I don't know that that defense is any better than it was. Um, but the challenge is going to be uh, Ball State's offense because they can run it. And Brian Kelly said they have an athletic offensive line. Okay, well, stop the running game. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is the Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish this week? I'm going to say Avery Davis. Uh, that's a guy that they I know Chip Long wants to get him involved. Davis was a little bit nervous last week is what we're, we're hearing. He did have a 15-yard reception that was negated by a, a motion penalty against Notre Dame. But I think they will, they will definitely want to get Avery Davis involved. Certainly Armstrong and Jones in the backfield will be key as well. But they would like to accentuate Avery Davis. Get him the football in a variety of ways. You can throw it to him. You can run jet sweeps with him. I want to see if they can get him to break loose a little bit. Okay, let's see what the converted quarterback Avery Davis can do this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And now the injury report brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 17 Northern Indiana locations. Tim, how did the Irish come through their first game health-wise? Well, their their depth at defensive tackle took took a blow. Myron Tangavaloa Mosa is out for at least ten weeks. He broke his foot. Uh, it's a tough break because I, he's a guy that's really on the rise for them, and, and that now makes Jerry Tillery probably the most indispensable player on the team because behind him is Jason Adamalola, a true freshman who can play, and they've got Micah Dutreadway. Um, who's a redshirt junior that can come in. He's a big kid, 300-pounder, that can help. And they're going to cross-train Jonathan Bonner at, at uh, the three technique, which is actually where he played last year. But that that's a tough loss for Notre Dame, not so much this week, but long-term because it does some real damage to their interior defensive line depth. Yeah, no doubt. Let's hope for a, a quick recovery for Myron because he can still play a key role for this Irish team if he can get back for the last few games. And it's now time for the world-famous... Irish Illustrated prediction brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester, Vegas has the Irish favored by 33 and a half points over Ball State. What does America's foremost authority say? I don't think 33 and a half is going to be enough, uh, and it's mainly because Ball State, as you mentioned, Phil, I mean they're they're a little they're light up front. That's why they've gone from a four three to a three four. They're inexperienced. They're not very big. It's really it's exactly what Notre Dame's offensive line needs. You know, an opportunity to beat up on somebody a little bit, feel better about themselves. I just don't see Ball State being able to stop Notre Dame. I don't think that they're going to be able to hold them in the forties. They might have a little bit of offensive success. I'm going to say that they'll score in double digits, but I'm picking Notre Dame. 52, Ball State, 13. 52-13 to in favor of the Irish. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. Tim, I I think a little bit of a letdown is inevitable. I see the Irish scoring early, but maybe letting up on the gas in the second half. I'm still picking a big Notre Dame win, though. ND 41, Ball State, also 13, just like you predicted. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. 
Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.